Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Did your evening go last night? What did you get up to? I watched that Canada game uh, yesterday and, and then hours upon hours of coverage afterwards, people dissecting whether or not this was a moral victory for Canada or not. And it's just, you know, it, it is amazing that, that, that somehow in such a hockey-loving nation, when there is something going on in another sport, how we, we can't seem to grasp what the uh, the totality of it all is. You know, they, we made the World Cup, and it was all you know shiny and nice mm. to make it to that tournament. But to expect any more from Canada was really a, a, a big ask. And, and to put it in hockey terms for some people who don't understand it, like you're going to watch the World Junior Tournament over Christmas. We watch that all the time, right? Mm. Where Canada is a powerhouse, obviously, because it's hockey. But there are teams who struggle just to make it into that tournament. Right. The Belaruses and the Kazakhstans and such, who who get relegated year after year and have to go play in like the B side of the tournament, which happens earlier that no one talks about. Right. Um, that would be like Kazakhstan winning the World Junior Hockey Tournament. If you expected Canada to go and, and win the World Cup, it would. It it just isn't going to happen because. The programs are just not at that level. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you just come up into the big tournament uh, to take on the powerhouses, like in hockey, would be Canada, U.S., Sweden, Russia. Uh, it's not going to happen. Now. No, but I think you have to take into consideration that it's sports. And so when your team makes it into some sort of playoffs or tournament, to just say, ah, we're just happy to be there, isn't flies in the face of what sports is all about. We can't just sit there and go, oh, it was nice that they invited us or we made it this far. I mean, I know it's a different world and people don't understand how difficult soccer is. But, again, if you're a Leaf fan, you're used to losing anyhow. So you'd think, well, <laughs> it just goes with being a, a fan oh, of a just a Leaf on a different jersey. That That's right. Exactly. So uh, just I, having I some perspective, I think, is what Canadians, yeah. some who are panicking about all of this need to do. Well, when it comes to sports, there's no perspective. Right. There's, it's either they suck or they're the best. <laughs> you're the worst or you're the greatest. If you believe in astrology, while well, you're not alone, but a quarter of us do, there's a lot of things we actually believe in. We believe that psychics are legit. We believe in fortune tellers. Again, this is a you know a small amount of people, about a quarter of us. Uh, tarot, tarot card readings. Tarot, yeah. Is it tarot? Yeah. You can tell I believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, follow these? Any of these fortune tellers? I've never. Tarot? I don't think I've ever been. Like I, I read my horoscope every now and then. Mm. To see that come around, but um, and, and uh, I'll look at a fortune cookie and sometimes play those numbers. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I've never been to any kind of psychic reading. I know a few people who have and. and uh, delved in uh, in going to those types of things, and some say it's spooky mm. what uh, what these people know. I think in our brains, we just so desperately are looking for answers that when we go to places like psychics, anything they tell us, we right. we funnel that into something that must mean something. Yeah, I think for the most most part, a lot of it is generalities, mm-hmm. right? You'll have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's thinking of you. That's right. We think manifesting works. Basically, that's where you keep telling yourself you'll get something until it actually happens. 
we think physical objects can hold spiritual energy. Many of us believe in numerology, patterns and numbers meaning something. We believe fairies are real. We believe mediums can channel people's spirits. And whether or not we believe it, I think there are probably many who don't necessarily believe it, but are a little afraid to not follow it. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just look at I, I look at life on a very basic. I mean, I think it's the most amazing thing. The fact that we're all here, the odds of this even happening on this ball. It, it's the, the numbers are astronomical as to the fact that we're even here. I, I understand and appreciate all of that. I just feel like so many of us for, uh, spend our lives digging for some more meanings. Well, it's got to be more. There's got to be more to this than just this. Well, maybe there isn't. Maybe it's just that you're here and you're meant to procreate and you, you get to spend maybe eight decades if you're lucky. And that's it. You, you shuffle off. Right. But we, I think so many of us spend so much time digging around looking for some answer to something, you know. There's got to be more of a reason. No, we're sand. <laughs> we're all just grains. Of, there's a lot of 8 billion of us on this planet. Right. You know. Yeah, but some succeed and some rise above yeah. and gain some legacy or notoriety for some reason. That's based on hard work, I think, or Generally. family money or luck. But I don't think in the grand scheme of things it's... it's uh, you know, you can like somebody like Elon Musk, right? Comes from wealth, you know, all of that, but certainly has worked very hard to try many different things between the Tesla and the chips he's trying to put in people's brains to make paralyzed people be able to walk and SpaceX. Like there are those out there who really go hard at everything, like a, a terrific Richard athlete. Branson, one who yeah. push limits of things. Yes, yeah. but I don't, but that's just, I think, a mindset. You either are or you aren't. You know, I'm reading Hamilton's life story again. Here's a guy who came from uh, Caribbean islands, absolute poverty. One of the founding fathers of America. He had some drive in him. Right. Many of us don't, but I don't know that that's a bigger scale thing. Mm. You know, or more of a meaning of life thing or why somebody has and why somebody doesn't. I think that's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles. And many of us think dream catchers work in some mystical way. Just put on your big boy pants, would you? <laughs> Just go to work. <laughs> Are you having the uh, who's hosting Christmas conversations yet? Are we going to grandma's place? Are we going to the in-laws? Uh, what are we doing? Uh, many people figuring that out now. And one of the things, too, that's really kind of key is to uh, figure out what the hell time you want people over for Christmas dinner. And when about 40,000 people were asked, and the most popular it seems to be between 3 and 4.30 p.m. All right. Yeah, I would, I would say around 4 o'clock. Yeah. Seems about right, depending on what time by, dinner is. Yeah, feed them by 5.30, get them out by 7. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> See you next Christmas. <laughs> um, people were asking turkey stuff, too, because so many people enjoy uh, Christmas and turkey. Although, I mean, you can really have anything. I, w I would guess Thanksgiving is the big turkey thing. Uh, I've, I've, we've always had turkey at Christmas, but I'd go with a prime rib or certainly just a big hunk of ham. This year you may have to. There's a big turkey shortage apparently going on. It happened in the States. There was a big fear through Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, an avian bird flu, which took out like turkeys in 43 states or something like that. Huh. So, and they're already starting to see shortages happening into Canada now as we get set for the holiday. Well, it's because the turkeys are still collecting their, uh, their Serb. 
They don't want to. They, they don't want to go to the table. They don't want to go back to work. <laughs> no, I'm still getting served. What am I? I'm not doing this. <laughs> Why would I go hang out with yeah. all those other turkeys when yeah. I can sit at home? That's right. Um, so, but people ask, is turkey your favorite Christmas food? And very few say it is. Okay, it's boring. It's just bo- it's it's regal looking. It's very nice looking. Yes, but I think it's part of the whole dining experience when it comes to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like, if if I had to have turkey with no gravy, stuffing, or mashed potatoes, I don't think I'd be very happy about no. the situation. No, for sure. Yeah, you find in your fridge at the end when it's all over, all these side dishes, the the the, uh, the mashed potatoes and the gravy, the stuffing, that's all long gone, and you just got a lot of white meat that ends up in a soup that gets frozen and never touched again. Although, you try the thing this year. If you get leftovers, try it in the pie thing, like I always tell you to do. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I've always made leftover uh, turkey poutine. Oh, of course you do. Which is a good one. <laughs> although although the, the, the turkey pot pie, yeah. leftover pie might be pretty. got to make sure you get the gravy. stuffing, gravy, everything. Yeah. yeah, make sure you get the gravy in there because that gives you the, the juice. But I've even, if I haven't had enough gravy, I've just gone and bought make a, another can. One. Yeah. Yeah, a can of gravy and throw it in. Um should mashed potatoes be completely smooth or have a few lumps? The winner is lumps. Really? I always work so hard mashing my potatoes to get rid of them lumps. Uh-huh. People like them. I guess the texture, maybe. A little bit of texture in there? Yeah. yeah as long as it, again, a vessel for gravy. <laughs> well, as long as you can put a little spoon in, print, yeah. pour some gravy into it, you're good. I used to always, when I was a kid, I'd like to take my big mash and I'd dig a hole in the middle of it and then gravy yeah, like right in the middle. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, do you like your gravy smooth or with stuff like mushrooms and onions mixed in? I would say smooth. Yeah, almost all say smooth. I mean, again, it's gravy. It's one of the greatest food items in the world. You don't have to add anything to enhance it. It's right. already perfect. And a mushroom gravy is more if you, like you were having a roast beef or something sure. like that, I would imagine. Sure, I think so. And does ham belong on the table at Christmas? And that's a pretty even split. Sure, why not? Yeah. More of the merrier. I might pr- push for the prime rib this year. That would be good. You just have to remember, because if you haven't done a buffet in quite some time, mm. right, that you have, the technique is you put the salad on at the end. And so many of us will go, first thing is the salad, mm. right? And you line your plate with that, and then you realize by the time you get to the turkey, the ham, the stuffing, right. you get no room left on your plate. Yeah, the problem is, if you oh, you mean just as you're piling on to your right, plate. Right, as you're oh, piling I, on. I thought you meant serve it last, because I just feel like if you serve salad last, oh, the nobody's touching it. No. No. They want their pie, and they want their couch. Um, five rude things people do at Christmas. Um, bringing something that requires cooking. You've been invited and you bring over something. There's, yeah. there's no you, real estate in that oven. No, you've got to really set that out beforehand if yeah. that's the case. Or, or like, you know, you have to let them know, I need space to either put this in the oven or on a, on a stove somewhere. Yeah. That's some, you're right, prime real estate. Starting tense, tense conversations. Don't bring up politics, religion, COVID, anything. Don't talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk some hockey. Move, move forward. And, and go home. <laughs> talk about New Year. That's right. Offer them the best and leave. Um, prying into people's personal business. Are you getting married? Are you having kids? Right. There's usually one relative that's into that. Yeah. Asserting yourself in the kitchen without being asked. Although some people wouldn't see that as rude because I know that the lovely Maria hates when people come and say, is there anything I can do? Well, look around. It's right. a nightmare here. We're yeah. in hell. Of course we need help. Usually that happens when uh, they're hungry. Mm. <laughs> How can we move this along? Yeah. And it's worse when a husband does it. When a husband comes in, anything I can do? Yeah, you can die. <laughs> that's, that's what you can do. You moron. You could just curl up and die. 
Uh, assuming you can <laughs> those people, by the way, who are offering to help, nowhere to be found after oh, the meal. No. no, they're asleep. <laughs> they found your master bedroom and your bed. <laughs> assuming on top of all the coats. Yeah, right. Assuming you can take home leftovers, don't show up with your own Tupperware. Right. Wait, wait for them to offer. And uh, finally, people were asked about what celebrity families they'd like to spend Christmas with. And there was a whole bunch of different ones. But the Kardashians top the list. Really? Yes. I'd rather stay with the, the Manson family. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting blessing of the bird. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, what about you? Would there be a family that you would uh, like, a celebrity family that you'd like to spend Christmas with? Uh, maybe Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. That'd, that'd be, be fun. Like they're fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be good. I can see you hanging with Daniel Craig and his clan, right? Well, Christmas in England. Sure. That'd be Why cool. not? Yeah. Blow some stuff up. Yeah. I'd like to have Christmas with the Keith Richards and clan. <laughs> Sit around us. <laughs> There's no turkey. No, no, it's just a big pile of big, big pile of coke. Keith's face it first into it like Scarface. This is one mean grandma. A 72-year-old uh, hospital patient just got arrested for unplugging her roommate's ventilator <laughs> because the sound annoyed her. Unbelievable. The other patient, a 79-year-old lady who needed the ventilator to, you know, breathe and stay alive. Right. Uh, so she did it once, and the hospital staff told her, don't do that again. And they made sure she understood that the ventilator was a life or death thing for the woman. But she did it again later that night anyway. <laughs> Almost killed her. Doctors had to revive the woman, and luckily she made it. Holy cow. Yeah, the lady who did it was in court on Wednesday, and she's facing charges for attempted manslaughter, so... Hopefully she gets her own uh, jail cell right. to share with somebody else. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I mean, look, I know as we age, we, we can get grumpier, you know. Right. There's a weird thing about aging because when you're young, you know, you're you're full of P and V and you're out to conquer the world or this or that, and your emotions are all over the place. But when we age, we just kind of, as much as that P and V disappears, we just get grumpy. Mm. Agitated and grumpy. Like, I am going to be a treat. Oh, my goodness. Into my 70s and wow. hopefully 80s. Hopefully when, 70s. Will you care less? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know if it's possible for you to care less in some situations. <laughs> yeah. And, and hospitals are, are, are tough because, you know, one, no one really wants to be there, obviously. Right. Uh, and two, the, what you need to recover is, like, rest. Yeah. Sleep and it's one of the toughest places. So much noise, beeping, all of that stuff yeah. going on that it, it's got to be incredibly frustrating. But that's a point where you kill someone no. over. And, and if someone's on a ventilator, it's not like they can defend themselves and plug it back in. Mm -hmm. They're usually out cold. Um, the, one of the worst noises, and it seems to happen to me every single time I've been in the hospital, is the person I'm sleeping with is always the loudest, either snoring or moaning or crying right. or whimpering or yelling out in pain. And and, it, and maybe I've been just as bad and you don't see it in yourself, perhaps. I remember when Maria, when we went in for her to have uh, Daniel and she had to be induced, so we're walking the hospital and we're in the maternity ward. And every now and then you'd hear some woman just let out a blood-curdling scream. <laughs> and, I'd go, and I'd be like, earmuffs, Mary, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Don't listen to that. That's not going to be you, babe. You're no. going to be great. 
So anyhow, that's uh, but yes, noise when you're trying to sleep. Some of us need dead silence. I'm not bad. I can fall asleep with the TV on or like I grew up in our uh, the house I grew up in as a kid. It backed onto a fairly busy road. So there was always cars going up and down and I'd hear it through my bedroom window and I just got used to it. But my buddy who lived on the other side of the street, when he'd come over for sleepovers, he could not sleep. Oh. Because his side of the street was just residential backyards, dead quiet in the right. middle of the night. You know, we couldn't afford that side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my backyard was uh, Bramalee Road. Anyhow, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm all right with it. But I know some just need dead, dead silence. Right. Yeah, I've I've always well, obviously with all my machines, CPAP and stuff going on. The, 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 yes, there's quite a bit of noise that's happening. We've always had a fan on, so mm. a little bit of white noise has never been a problem. Um, when I was in the, the hotel in Ottawa a few weeks ago, they like as soon as you walk into the hotel on the desk, they had earplugs. Went, uh oh, that's not a good sign. Wow, that's and new. Basically, a sign that said there's construction going on oh. across the hall or right. across the road. And it, all throughout downtown. So, you know, we're helping you to prepare for that. Mm. And it was loud. And when you go to different places like that, you know, if it's the the, the air conditioning or heating unit, whatever they have on mm. the wall that makes that sound, or if you're someone's house, they have a their furnace or their clock or fridge, something makes a sound mm-hmm. that you're not used to. Like it really does disrupt. How quickly or what would you have done? Had you been in Ottawa, like during the convoy, and your room was near all that commotion, I was there last year um, during oh, you were there, during that yeah. convoy. Now your I hotel was out near we Canada, stayed out though, right? in, in the Canada area, which was interesting because a lot of the convoy people, because it was the weekend, I was there for for hockey night for right. weekend games, but a lot of the convoy people would take hotels out in Canada oh, okay. and stay there, shower up or whatever. Um, oh, so on the they weekends. could have some peace and quiet. Yeah, so they could have some peace and quiet. But yeah, you'd see a lot of the you know, trucks and flags. And the, and, right. and plus there were other officers, RCMP, that people had that brought in uh, or uh, that they they brought into the area who were staying out there. So the hotels were really busy. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, with all the honking and that kind of crap, I don't know what you do with that situation. I mean, I just know me, I'd be so passive-aggressive, I'd be stomping around the room, and, you know, yeah, I'd be furious in my own room, but I wouldn't start screaming out the window at them or anything. No, and, and it's funny, because, like, Adrian had given me, I don't know if it was last year, a couple of years ago, but, you know, like, one of those, like, sleep masks you put over your eyes, like, mm-hmm. for if you're napping or yeah, sure. you're on the plane or whatever, and, and it was one of those kind of just... Nothing gifts were when I first got it. I was like, what the hell am I ever going to use mm. this? And this one actually like wraps around your eyes and goes right over your ears and has like Bluetooth. Of in course it, it does. Right? <laughs> and, well, and it was just one of those things that, like, you know, she saw somewhere yeah, online yeah, yeah, and yeah. bought it's it. And it, it wasn't like I asked for it or, or needed it. But there's been a couple of times where you know, you're in a hotel, it's loud, it's noisy, doors are slamming, sure. you're close to the elevator or something like that. You throw this thing on and you just put on, like, some white noise or something like that. It's great. I, uh, Maria used to have, it was a very basic, almost just like a little pillow. I used to call it her brick because it was really heavy. and she, Oh, she like a weighted thing. It went right over her eyes, yeah. And she used to use that, like, in the morning if the sunlight was coming in or whatever. Yeah. I used to always make fun of her about it. And then one day I was home having my nap and the sun was beating in because it was probably August and beautiful. And there I am sleeping like a crack addict on the couch. <laughs> So I go and I grab this thing and I put it in a, just like a weighted blanket, I guess. Yeah. It has the same effect. It just sat down into my face. Really nice. Made everything black. <laughs> I was out cold for days. <laughs> Little Wayne. Straight A student. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah.
Who would have known? James Doohan, who played Scotty on Star Trek, okay, fought in World War II with our military, and he was shot six times on D-Day in Normandy. Oh, my goodness. Went on to be a TV star in one of the most successful shows of all time. And the, just beaming people up. Yeah. The Caesar salad comes from Tijuana. What? Yeah, it was created by an Italian immigrant named Caesar Cardini at a restaurant he owned there. Really? So Caesar salad is Mexican, not Italian, much like pasta is Asian, not Italian. <laughs> Those Italians <laughs> take credit for everything. Uh, in 1840, a man named Frederick Froebel first coined the term kindergarten because he believed that children should be nurtured like plants in a garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. The word gymnasium comes from the Greek verb gymnazo, which means to train naked. Right. Now, there's an Olympic sport I could uh, follow. <laughs> Although I would suspect that uneven parallel bar would be very painful on the fellas. True. That's oh, got to, even the ladies in that pelvic region, when they hammer against that uh, uneven bar there, is that what well, those two ones are called, the uneven parallel that's the bars? the uneven bars. The guy, men do the parallel bars, yeah, which it, are even, and those would hurt too. Yeah. I just, with those women banging their cervix again, that thing at a thousand miles an hour. Right. I mean, and then the dudes do the, uh, the, the, the horse or whatever, the ball. Yeah. No lady better ever say to me, not that they ever have, but they never ever better say to me, you're, you're too rough in bed. <laughs> See you banging your hips off of that thing at a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> you're, even, you're uneven bar. <laughs> not causing the same issues. No. The guy who created the thesaurus, Peter Mark, now you say it's Roger? I always thought it was Roger's thesaurus. That probably is. He came up with it when he was 73 years old, and he had already retired from his career as a doctor, scientist, and inventor. He kept on editing new editions of it until he died 17 years later. Really? Yeah. Imagine being one of his kids. <laughs> like every time you have a conversation. <laughs> try a new, yeah. a new word for Give that. A, try a different word for that. <laughs> okay, Dad, I hate you. Find a new word for that. Uh, find a synonym. <laughs> um... There was a real Dr. Pepper. Okay. A pharmacist named Charles Alterton created the pop, and his boss's name was Dr. Charles T. Pepper. He worked with him earlier in his career and honored him by calling the pop Dr. Pepper. Really? He also had a relationship with Pepper's daughter. So maybe it was Whoa. a... Oh. I'm sorry, sir. No wonder it was spicy. Yeah. Um. Wow. There was a Dr. Pepper in Oshawa oh, at yeah? one point, and a Dr. Doctor. Was there really a doctor, doctor? A doctor. I remember, because as a kid... His last name was Doctor. Yeah, his last name was Doctor, and his first name was Doctor. Well, not first name, but his title was Doctor. But as a kid, I, I, my dad would have to make rounds, and so right. like he would go on the weekends, and I'd be on my way to hockey or coming back or something like that. So he'd just plant me in the doctor's lounge, and yeah. here you sit here for 20 minutes or whatever. That was fun. Mm. And I would just sit and read all the names of the doctors. And there was a Dr. Pepper, and there was a Dr. Doctor. The Magical Land, the uh, Oshawa Doctors, there's Dr. Luck, the Pepper, the yeah. Dr. Doctor. There were three Dr. Lucks at one point, yeah. The guy who founded Adidas, there was, uh, like, related? Yeah. Cousins. Really? Yeah. All in Oshawa? Oh, that's, I'm a triple disappointment. Oh, Craig. man, it gets worse <laughs> all the time. <laughs> From a long line of doctors to this. Yeah. Well, you made your own bad line. <laughs> <laughs> The guy who founded Adidas was the younger brother of the guy who founded Puma. Okay. I did not know that. It was Adidas, I think was actually his name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
The D in Billy D. Williams is short for his real middle name, December. Interesting middle name. And he went with Billy instead of his first name, which is William, because his last name is Williams. So his real full name is William December Williams Jr. I'm going to take a, a, a stride and say he was born in December, because it doesn't sound like his parents were all that creative mm. when it came to making names. <laughs> William Williams Jr. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? I always thought it would be good to give our boys middle names uh, from where they were conceived. Right. Dumpster. <laughs> David, David Dumpster. And U-Haul. <laughs> a lot of people have done that. Yeah. There was a movie called Troll in 1986. I remember that movie. It featured a character named Harry Potter, who first enters a magical world of witches and wizards. It was 11 years before J.K. Rowling's first Harry Potter book came oh, out. Oh, I sniff a lawsuit coming. Yeah. Do you remember the, well, the movie you probably remember, uh, The Outsiders? Yeah. And the book was written by a woman, and I, I read it. It was one of the first books I ever read. And for a lot of uh, young men, it, it was. It was very popular. It was written by a woman named S.J. Hinton who uh, didn't want anybody to know she was a woman because the book was very much a boy-based book. So she just went with S.J., and it is said that J.K. Rowling loved that book so much uh, that she did the same. That's why she went with the J.K. Rowling, because of the S.J. Hinton. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny, I, speaking of like fantasy movies from the 80s, I, I just saw the other day that Disney Plus has a series called Willow. Remember the movie? There was yes. a movie, yeah. Willow, with what's his name? Uh, Warwick Davis, yes. the guy who, who started it. Yeah. And, um, and he's continued on, and now they're doing a, a Disney Plus series. Like, it was an original series. And they're hoping to get Val Kilmer, because he was in that movie as well. They're hoping right. to get him into the show if they can, if his oh, health, wow. if his health uh, is okay and he's fit enough to do it. Speaking of fit, Fitbits for cows now exist. What? So if you got a cow in your life this holiday season, what? and I mean cow as an animal, don't be mean. <laughs> but why? I don't see a cow and think, wow, that looks fit. Maybe it's got something to do with their production of their milk or when they're ready to be steaks, I guess. Uh, China, some researchers in China came up with it to track their vitals and things like how long they spend standing or sitting. Okay. All right. Enough, enough out of China. Enough. Don't they have some other research they can yeah. be looking into? Yeah. Pong turned 50 on Tuesday. Atari released it back in November 29th, 1972. It was the first game to really blow up and get popular. Right. Yeah. I was, for one minute in my life in the uh, early 70s, the most popular kid in my neighborhood, maybe in my school, because I had an aunt that lived in California, and it was out first in the States, and she shipped us one up for Christmas. Are you kidding? I peaked in 72. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all downhill from there. And uh, what do we got? Oh, finally, this one. A study found bats and death metal singers both vocalize in similar ways. Right. Really? Yeah. A yeah. lot of screaming. And the bats are like, shut up. <laughs> you know, if you're killing, you're giving me a migraine over here. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.